0: Fix this or it's going to go bad. What does that bad feel like? What is our fear if we don't bring energy, bring words, try to control, try to manage the chaos? It can be really scary if we slow down enough to go. If we don't have those strategies we use, then what?
1: Connecting, Connecting
0: couples with, with the real Mhoffs. Hi guys, welcome back to our series on staying tuned in. This is really talking about instead of getting sideways instead of getting hijacked, instead of the interference that we've talked about in the last few episodes. The hope here is that we're going to be able to send clear messages to our partner. Clear messages about what's happening for us, clear messages about what we need, clear messages about what we hope that our partner can do to respond to us in those deeper places. It's not easy. We've already talked about how hard it is in our first episode. We talked about sending that clear message, the interference um, that kind of distorts the message is what we, we kind of squared away in episode two. Then we talked about pursuers and withdrawers and what their perception is. And so now we're heading into episode five, where we're going to talk about what it looks like to actually be tuned in. This week, we're going to talk about, talk about a tuned-in pursuer. Next week, we're going to talk about what it looks like to be a tuned-in withdrawer. So
1: I do kind of get excited when I start thinking about what does it look like for us to really get this right, yeah. to really be tuned in and be able to kind of share uh, what's going on with each other. That is the thing we're after in relationship and it is the thing that makes such a huge difference not just in relationship but in overall quality of life for people if we can get clear on what our hurt, our pain, our struggles, what our real needs are, and we can get them shared and then responded to, man, that changes what we do, not just with this relationship, not just in the marriage relationship, but but in our families and with our friends and with the other people around us. It opens us up to explore and try new things and fail and, 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 and succeed also. You
0: know, we share our story a lot in a lot of the work that we do, but Chad and I have both talked about how we both come from divorce relationships that didn't go well, that we have experiences of doing all this stuff the wrong way. And as we started learning a new way, a different way, having better experiences, having more connecting conversations, having a more secure attachment, there was a part of both of us that was like, how can we get this into the arms of other people, into the hands of, into the relationships of other, you know, people, into other marriages. We really wanted to kind of share this. And so that's why we're even doing this podcast, you know, setting our time aside to try to bring it into um, your car, into your house, into your time. As yeah. you scroll through, you can watch us on YouTube or check us out on iTunes or Spotify.
1: But so let, let's let's dive yeah. in, Ange. Let's let's kind of talk about this. So, so how
0: pursuers actually st- stay tuned in? We talked um, in a. In episode 3 a few episodes ago about the perception of a pursuer. So I really just want to touch quickly on that a lot of times it look it can look like or a pursuer can feel like they're tuned in because they are paying attention to the logistics, the details are doing a lot of work for the house, for the family, for the for at their job. They they're busy people with yeah. a lot of words, but the reality is they're not really tuned in to what's happening for them the message that their own body is sending them about the chaos about the the urgency to fix this or it's going to go bad what does that bad feel like what is our fear if we don't bring energy bring words try to control try to manage the chaos it can be really scary if we slow down enough to go if we don't have those strategies we use then what
1: yeah and it is it is really scary and if it, it feels like um, if I've been holding on to this life raft uh, and it's been the one thing that saved me, then now I'm going to tell you, hey, let go of that life raft and just swim over here and we'll probably be fine. Right. And you're going to have to trust the person that, that maybe you haven't been able to trust for a long time to catch you or to, to be with you in it. Yeah. and And so it is really scary. This is really hard. And so I think one of the one of the things that the attributes that is really required both for a pursuer and withdrawer. So we'll talk about this next time too, but it is to be able to go, I'm going to be curious about what's happening for me, not just internally. Um, but, but relationally also, I'm going to be curious about what is really going on. I'm not going to let myself get locked into my old rigid patterns of, of belief. Yeah. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to let myself open up and kind of feel and look at my feelings in a different way.
0: It's if, there's one word that we could get you to take away from this episode and the next episode is the word curious. Can you be more just when you think you have your partner figured out, right? That was another perception that we shared in episode three, that pursuers often think they know their partner and we miss being curious to actually ask, check in. What do you need? What's going on for you? Same thing. You know, pursuers can send this really chaotic message. It's a distorted message. The withdrawer often is like, I don't know what's happening. I just know it's, it's going wrong. Yeah. A lot of times a good catch would be like, hey, I just want to be more curious. It seems like something's going wrong. Using even the word curious in the interaction can sometimes shift it. And so that's what we really want to focus on in this episode is trying to slow down to make that message more clear. For a pursuer to be tuned in, then they're able to recognize for themselves what's happening and then articulate that to the partner. And so we're yeah. going to kind of talk through how you even get there. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, I've never, this is not something I ever experienced before until I I'm, met I'm EFT, until I kind of got introduced to even the concept that emotions are my body's way of sending me a message. And so it's not something you get over, overnight. First, you shame yourself a lot that you didn't get it. You get mad at your family of origin because they didn't get it to you. you. You you have to grieve all the relationships that taught you the wrong thing, right? There's this, this series of things that happen before you get to the place where you're like, okay, now I can acknowledge. Well, well,
1: and, and I think that maybe, maybe we have skewed views too. I mean, because not everybody's as screwed that's up true. as we are. That's true. I would <laughs> I don't give you mean that. To, I'm not giving them a hard time or you either. No, I'm, I'm like, sure
0: there's some family out there that nurtured well, that opened up uh, not, space for I'm not, all the emotions. I'm not even
1: blaming just family of origin. I mean, we did make some choices in our lives and yeah, we did get down true. the road. And, and I'm saying, so maybe you're out there and you're going, you know what? It's not that hard to do that. And I'm like, if it's Good. not that hard to do that... That's That's awesome. That's great. If you're one of those people that says, you know, my family origin was pretty good. Super. You should be an expert at this. It should not be hard to find words for your internal experience if that's the truth. Yeah. And so what we're asking you to do is be curious, give yourself permission to open that up and then share it with your partner. And so, what it looks like when a pursuer really does that is is, is kind of beautiful. I think they, they're kind of able to go, oh, this is this is the thing, and That's or a pursuer or, or a withdrawer, I'm either sorry, either one. Yeah, it is really kind of a really cool thing. And so, yes, it can be extremely hard. And we didn't probably a lot of us didn't get taught this or shown this in our family of origin. But I also think we need to make space for when we do this, it is an extremely powerful thing. And so if you can find ways to do it, if you can open yourself up, if you can be curious, like we're talking about, a lot of times it makes significant change, not just in your relationship, but, but in, in your, your life. In you, yeah. 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 yeah so. so let's
0: talk about the two parts of this really quick for pursuer, and then we'll get to withdraw our next episode. For pursuer to stay tuned in, there's two there's two things that you have to consider. First, are you tuned into yourself? Second, are you tuned into your partner? So we're gonna start first with are you tuned into yourself. So let's say we're having a normal interaction. Things are going fine. You know, a question a lot of therapists ask in the session is, what's the first thing you notice yeah. before it goes wrong? Well, we've talked before about that. That's the trigger. That's the cue. That's the thing that lets you go, uh-oh, it's just about to go bad. And a lot of times we see that in our other partner. And so that could be I'm tuned in to my partner's response. Okay, we're gonna to get to that in just a second, but first can I pay attention to what's happening for me? And for me, that will be: can I start to feel if I if I'm a I feel it in my shoulders, I feel it in my gut, I get tense, whatever those things are. I, I've had pursuers say before, their palms get sweaty. There are, are lots of great pursuers out there that have been able to articulate these interesting things yeah. that happen physically to them when they start to recognize, uh-oh, this is going to go bad. And there's bad. tons
1: of cool research yeah. on what body messages mean, but that's yes. not where we're going. But to go be ahead. able
0: to go, uh-oh, that thing is happening. And, and maybe even the first step to it is to think the last two or three fights or arguments or disagreements that you've had with your partner, can you kind of try to slow down, go back to that space and say, what was the first thing? Oh, yeah, when he said this, when he did this, when she said this, when she did this and then go okay in that moment earlier we talked about this idea earlier in an episode we talked about this idea of really breaking it down frame by frame by frame um, I have an undergrad in film and you know I learned a lot of stuff in, in film production back in the day before the digital um, it's been a long time since I've been it, but we literally use like old film Just and in 25 order years or something. For, it was actually that long um, in order to get motion pictures you have to have 24 frames in one second for the brain to go this is in motion and so the idea There for me is I like to just kind of think about if you break a second down into 24 frames, if you break your fight down into 24 frames, where was it started out fine, happy, then in frame three, he said this, then in frame four, I could feel my stomach, then in frame six, I could start to and and so we want to kind of break down what is happening. Like you're dissecting, you're reviewing what has happened and you're dissecting that disagreement, that argument, that, that stuck place, that place where the conversation went sideways. And you're really starting to ask yourself, what happened for me there? My dad is a football coach. You know, I use a lot of sports metaphors a lot of times when I'm talking, but he used to, on Sundays, they would review the tape and the key about reviewing reviewing game tape, especially if you're the individual, obviously the coach reviews the whole team. But as an individual, you want to watch your own plays in the game. You want to watch what how, if you're the quarterback, how you threw the ball, where you missed the pocket, yeah. where you, what what you're doing there, not what your partner's doing.
1: Well, I was going to say, and it, and it's extremely important if you're watching that game tape, we're not just saying, oh, how did the play go, right? We're, we're, we're really breaking down, like, did I lead with the right foot? Did I stutter step? Did I, did I plant the foot and then follow through? Right. And so this is much like that. You're looking very yeah. specifically, very specifically at what it is that I am doing in these moments. What is what are the messages that my body is is sending me, and how am I taking that in? You know, I, I like to think of a, a, an acronym. I think it, it's really kind of helpful, but. Uh, you know I get triggered by something external and then my body has an e emotional response. so it's temp I get triggered t e emotional response internally right and and then that can be a lot of things like our body can send lots of emotional signals really really, really quickly. And then, and then what I do with that is kind of how I make a meaning of it. So I believe things about that. And then I'll go to my protective action or kind of that distorted message as we've been saying it here. Like, so now I'm doing this thing all of a sudden, even in in just one or two seconds, you know, we can be way down the road and, and, and your analogy, I mean, that'd be 50 frames later, right? It'd be like a lot, a lot of things can happen in even two seconds. And we can have lots of interactions in just two seconds. Nonverbal
0: cues, yeah. responses, size, eye, eye rolls. So we you have to
1: be we have to be very 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 aware, or try to be anyway, of of that body response because it's often the first thing, and, and and there's research on this. But the first thing we're going to notice is our gut or our body is going to cue us to something. Yeah. Now that's not always the easiest thing to notice if you're a withdrawer, but I think pursuers, you guys have, have a hard an edge time too. You have an edge on us, us though, because Ow. you 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 guys have had the opportunity and maybe actually listened to your anxiousness. You guys mm. listened to kind of that energy that shows up for you. So if you're a pursuer and you notice that energy showing up for you, generally that sends you to kind of more energy, right? I want
0: to say for a second though, because it was an awareness for me even to define the energy that I had as anxiety. I wouldn't have said, like I've heard people say, oh, I had a panic attack or I have anxiety. And I would like, oh, I don't understand that. And yet as I started to learn EFT and recognize that below all that energy that pursuers have, it is anxious energy. It is this um, urgency that if I don't make this relationship right, it's going to go wrong, and so I've got to manage the outcome of this. That's anxiety. That yeah. anxiousness. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would even say. Even putting words to that, if you are a pursuer and you're like, yeah, I'm not anxious all the time, I would get you to just really start to consider then what word would you use to really explain to your partner what it feels like when that urgency comes online, when that energy comes up that says, if I don't use my words if I don't escalate, we joke all the time in our relationship because I will say to Chad, I don't want to trump drama. Please don't get me to the place. If you disengage, I'm going to trump some drama because I can always get you to respond to the drama. But I always, my, the, my view of self when I trump that drama is that I'm too much and I don't like myself. I don't want to get pushed. Don't You don't want to see me turn green. That's kind of this idea that, you know, pursuers don't want to become an angry, critical person. And yet sometimes we feel provoked. And so here's what we're asking you to do if you're a tuned-in pursuer is to pay attention to how that provoking feels, right? I don't want, I don't love that language because it kind of does blame, but we're really trying to get you to pinpoint the moment when you feel that energy come online. That is the first way to tune in. If you're a tuned-in pursuer, you can feel your body shift in energy and you go, and that's
1: what I'm, that's what I'm saying is the edge that you guys have. Oh, okay, that's what I'm. I'm saying you normally feel something.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you're
1: you're willing to acknowledge it's it. It's being able to yeah. articulate yeah.
0: to articulate yeah. it.
1: Well, that then, but but that can be your cue, and I'm not yeah. trying to cut you off. But that no, can be I your cue it. that goes, hey, pay attention. Yeah. Right. And I know it's hard, even though you feel it. I know it's hard to question it. So I'm not saying that part's easy, but at least you have a cue yeah. that tells you, hey, be engaged here. So so
0: that's the first part yeah. for pursuer, right? If you're going to tune in, then it's that. What is happening for me? And the quicker you can acknowledge something's happening for me and the quicker you can try to share with your partner, even if your words are something's happening for me, I feel the energy, then that cues in your withdrawing partner like, "Uh uh-oh, guess what? neither person in the relationship wants the next thing to happen. Right. Neither The withdrawer and the pursuer yeah. alike don't want the pursuer to escalate or to feel like too much. And so if we can let that withdrawer in on the ground floor of that escalator starting to go up, of that elevator starting to go up, of that pot starting to boil over, if I can say, here it comes, the energy's coming, help, 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 before it gets chaotic, then that is that is a clear message that I'm sending, that I'm asking for help, which is a way different message than if I just let it take off. And then I'm angry, critical, frustrated, out of control, and then it goes bad. And so that is tune in step number one, what's happening for you. The second thing to tune into, and and this is a two-part thing, is if you're in a relationship with somebody that you are um, attuned to, aligned with, care about, that you should or hope, hope, Fully as we continue to help you with this, you'll be able to tell something's happening for them. I'm tuned in enough to go something's happening for my partner. It's tricky though because pursuers will often be like, "What's going on with you? I can tell something's going on with you. You seem sad. You seem... Are you okay? Are you okay? Are Why you don't okay? you tell me what's on are your you mind? Okay? Whatever it is, are you okay? It it Ugh. tends to not not go well. And so, same kind yeah. of curiosity applied there. Whether it's about you opening up space for your own emotion, which is very important, or trying to make it safe to open up space for your partner, curious is the word we want you to get to. To be able to say, "Hey, I just my body is telling me that there might be something going on here," and I. I want to make space is everything okay is there is there anything I can do or how are you feeling what's going on in your heart to try to be curious about your partner and not just assume and not just bring yeah. in all the questions the interrogation Either way, tuned Curio- into yourself yep. or your partner, yep. both are going to get you to a good place.
1: Curiosity may have killed the cat, but curiosity saves couples.
0: It sure does. Yeah,
1: if you can, if you can be curious about what's going on uh, in that relationship or in your relationship, yeah. in the relationship that you're actively involved in, it really can save your relationship. If we can start to try to really put words to what our experiences are and kind of show up for each other, so we've got to move on to our connect. Yeah.
0: Point. So here's the connect point for this week, and it's kind of two part. We want to take a little bit of time to also talk about the response to this connect yep. point. And as we've said before, we don't want you to try this in an escalated situation when you're in the middle of the fight. We want you guys to have coffee on a Saturday morning and talk about it or you know, one evening when on a date night. When the kids are cool and you're not running late when and all this stuff. When things are going well, which might yeah. not, never happen, but we hope it does. <laughs> um, when things are going well to say. In seven
1: a, years, do this. If Sorry. you're Go the ahead.
0: pursuer, <laughs> say to your withdrawing partner, I really am trying to be more tuned into myself, and in those moments when I, I, you know, it gets sideways, I want to try to pump the brakes. It's something I want to recognize, like just this acknowledgement of the fact that yeah. you have an awareness that something's happening, but maybe you're new at putting words to it, or maybe you're going to try to articulate it, and you need some space there. And so, part of this process is a for the pursuing partner to say, "Hey, here's the connect point this week. Here's the conversation that's supposed to be connecting couples." Is, I, I recognize that something's happening for me and usually I don't send a clear message. And so I wanna try to articulate in that space, I feel, if anxious is the word that you can embrace, use the word anxious, I feel anxious. For me, sometimes I say I feel, it feels chaotic. It feels out of control. It feels like if I don't send this message, it's all going to go bad. And so I have to do it quickly, with speed. And if I share that process with him, then we're one step closer. And the, the two-part connect point this, this time is Chad's response. Yeah, there. so
1: if, if you're going to respond to that, Right. Or if you're going to kind of let your pursuing partner know that you are there with them, what we'd love for you to do is be be able to go, hey, I, take your time with this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay engaged. This isn't too much for me. And I want to hear you. You want to do everything you can to let them know that you do want to work on this relationship and stay with them in the present moment with the present process that they're in. Yeah. Does that's, that make sense for you, Angela? How does that connect sound? a good point.
0: It sounds good. All right, good. It sounds like this could actually be super beneficial to a couple. Yeah. If they
1: can do it. Yep. So we want to encourage you guys, pursuer, slow down. If you can, try to find some words to your internal experience and withdraw, hang in there. And if you have to, steal my words a little bit. Say, hey, I want to hear you. You're not too much. What's going on isn't too much. I'm going to hang in there the best that I can too. You have some space to explore this, and I want to be here with you.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. Thanks for tuning in, not only to yourself, but to this podcast. Check us next week when we talk about what it looks like to be a tuned-in withdrawer. Thanks so much. Thanks.